0: This is episode 25. Continue our discussion on love and how to do it well. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh. My friend, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm sitting in anticipation because as we prayed (laughs) before this episode... You started laughing halfway through our prayer, which Jesus was very pissed about. He told well, me, "Well, yeah, obviously uh, he was upset." Just no, I'm just kidding. You, uh, and you, you said you are not going to tell me until <laughs> we start the episode. <laughs> so I am just sitting waiting for to find out what's going and, on. And you, you were obviously nervous about it because when
1: you did the little pre intro saying this is episode twenty five, you said this is episode and yeah, it is fifteen, and then you were obviously checking the script. Like, did he put something in here? No, I did not. Here is. Here's what happened. Josh was in the midst of a very uh, kind prayer, very good one, saying, he was trying to say, Lord, would you just bless this conversation and uh, have it help somebody? And the word that came out of your mouth was constipation. <laughs> would you just bless which, this constipation? Which I think is
0: fair as well. Like, maybe somebody <laughs> listening right now is constipated, and you would like some prayer. Oh, um, God, give now, them relief. you know, yeah, give them uh, relief. Now, constipation isn't a prayer that we lay hands on, um, for obvious reasons. Um, we have we have a friend that was having. Yeah, we had a friend that was having issues with his nether regions. Um and Andrew offered to lay hands on his <laughs> nether regions to and I was like, Whoa, no. dude, like, that's dude, can love. you imagine um, if there was like you know how you got the rattlesnake church for healing? Can you imagine
1: if there was the constipation church where it's like that was their claim to fame of if you're constipated, we can lay oh. hands on you and you'll poop, you know? Be, uh, yeah,
0: it'd be it'd be pretty close between but I want to be a part of the snake church or the constipation church.
1: <laughs> I hate snakes. I Dude, hate snakes I do with too. Passion. I do too.
0: If I had to pick up a snake to prove that I love Jesus, yeah, I didn't love Jesus. I don't love Jesus. Like that's just the reality of it. Um, um, I guess it's not love Jesus. I have faith that that he's going to protect me or however. Right, right, right. And then Rattler. constipation. That's a miserable day. Like. <laughs> There's nothing the worse than being constipated or bloated. Like, no, no, no. I stopped drinking no. beer because I felt bloated after. Hmm. So I've had beer in, I don't know, almost a year probably.
1: Yeah, that bubbliness. Um, I sometimes, I yeah, like I to it's drink the I drink LaCroix. a lot of beer
0: so I wonder if it's the... Oh, yeah. Ooh, I do like yeah. some the LaCroix.
1: Well, I was going to say sometimes that'll at least give me the stom- stomach gurgles. You know, that sparkling water. It's so carbonated that sometimes it's like uh-huh. just super gurgly for a while. Not bloated, but, you know.
0: Kind of, kind of sudsy. <laughs> the, uh, there's a new movie on HBO hmm. I'm trying to remember. It's like the pickle man or something like that. It's with, um, Seth, uh, uh who's the dude that does all the weed movies? Rogan, Seth, Rogan, Seth R- Rogan. Yeah. Uh, it's with him. So he plays, he plays two characters. One was his like great, great, great grandpa or something like that, that fell into a pickle bat back in like the early 1900s um, or maybe even before that. And then was preserved by the pickle juice for some specific reason. And then came to life in modern day and he plays the, the great, great grandson and him, but there's a scene in the episode. So like, there's a scene in, in the movie before he goes into the bat the the grandpa that um, they see like bubbling water in yeah. New York City and they're like oh like that's what rich people get to have like we aspire to yeah. have bubbling water uh, and then it comes to modern day uh, and uh, the grandson asks hey do you want some some bubbling water. And the guy's like, you have bubbling water. And he's like, absolutely. Yeah, we can. And he has like one of those like machines that make it. Yeah. Um, like the soda things. And he's like, yeah, well you just make it right now. And he's like, uh, yeah, I would love some <laughs> sparkling water. Uh, and he's like, I'll even let you push the button. You'll let me push the button to make bubbling water. <laughs> you're like, the awesome. things, I wonder what the things are today that we look at. It's like, I aspire to have. And Dude. when they come around, you're like it, It really doesn't matter. It wasn't that cool. It wasn't that cool.
1: Oh, man. Dude, speaking of pickles, I don't know if you knew this, but when I first... So, I didn't really like pickles for a long time. And then it was like, uh, like my sophomore year of college. I was living with like five other dudes in this like little double dorm room that we put together. So, we all slept on one side and we all like hung out on the other side and had our desks over there. Anyway... Long story short, my buddy Keith decided to, he needed to lose some weight. His girlfriend told him he was getting too fat and, uh, he's like, okay, I'll lose some weight. He had put on a lot of pounds to be fair. Um, and his girlfriend was a turd. He he married a yeah, a lady so, who's way better. Um I was but, about to say he married her and you're calling her a no, turd no, still? No, no. Huh. Well, hopefully Keith doesn't listen, especially his wife. <laughs> so he might. He might. But he was like, I gotta lose some weight. My girlfriend's like <laughs> I'm getting fat. He's like, but I don't want to work out. Uh, so I'm just gonna drastically <laughs> cut cut what I eat, cut my calories. So Keith decided that he was he went on a pickle no. diet where he Just only pickles. He only ate pickled foods, so like pickled eggs, oh. pickled beets, oh. pickles. But his whole rationale was like, "Dude, he's like a whole pickle, a huge dill pickle is like ten calories. He's like cucumbers have no calories in them, <laughs> so I can eat like a ton of pickles and I'll feel full, but oh. I won't won't get any fatter." So oh, the funny thing that happened. Dude, he lost like 30 pounds in oh like God. no time. It totally worked. But but the funny thing was like it backfired because his girlfriend and all of her girlfriends at the time like did not want to be anywhere near our room cuz it Do just smelled like, like pickles? It just smelled like pickles and farts. But what happened uh. Is that everybody started bumming pickles off Keith. That's <laughs> and, funny. and it was his only food source. So he that's was like funny. pretty pissed about it. So then we all would like end up taking a, a weekly trip to Walmart and we would all be buying like a big thing of dill pickles or whatever oh, type of pickles funny. we liked. So dude, we'd just be sitting around late night, like snacking on pickles. I on do love room.
0: me some pickles. Dude, I do too. But I can only imagine what it did <sighs> to his body. They emit dude. the level of sodium <laughs> That was entering his body. I, I like had to do, had to do a number. It's funny. He like, he but. definitely lost a lot of weight, but he looked terrible. <laughs> like He was he so was pale was so
1: and like, just didn't feel good. Uh, so it Aww. really backfired, but, but for, uh, I don't know. It's, it's always a funny pickle memory to think about for sure. So, Oh, um, pickles. I, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, when I was little, I love pickles. I'll drink the pickle juice. I shouldn't say I do it now, but I did as a child. Whoa. Drink pickle juice straight out of the like jar. So good. But uh, we were in a hotel. I was little, and I had a jar of pickles. Why well, I had a jar of pickles in a hotel, yeah. I don't know, but I did. Um, and I was drinking them on the bed. Now, yeah, you know, all the sheets inside of a hotel room are white. Everything's white. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and I was drinking this, and somehow it slipped, and like pickle juice all <laughs> over the bed. Oh man! Stained it all <laughs> green. Uh, my so family was not too. happy with me. So yeah, stinky. right. The whole room stinks. Uh, yeah, I was, oh, man. I was. not the favorite child that That's day. Funny.
1: Yeah. One time. Okay. Last last story before we get into it. Not related to pickles, but similar effect of it spilled everywhere. So we were we were at church for this Christmas Eve service, and somehow. My like my dad worked for a pharmaceutical sale company, so he had all these yeah. things of like sample vitamins that were like orange flavored. So he had all these like like they weren't bad for you at all. They were just vitamins, but they tasted like yeah. orange candy, basically. So I somehow snuck a whole bottle of those vitamins. To the church. So during the the Christmas Eve service, while the message is going, um, I was literally under the church pew in front of my family or behind maybe, um, just totally munching on all these (laughs) vitamins. <laughs> and like loving it. Cause I'm like, I can't believe I have all this candy. It's awesome. And That's dude, funny. I kid you not, as the pastor was like starting their prayer to end the service, like right before we light all the candles, you know, and have the yeah. like Christmas Eve yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. as he was praying. I just puked vitamins and oh. orange orange stomach acid everywhere <laughs> oh. underneath the pew on the green carpet. I'll always remember it because I just went from like loving the taste of those vitamins to like I never want to see one of these again in my life.
0: Oh, <laughs> ah, that's disgusting. It was bad.
1: I got in some trouble on that one. That's for I sure. Bet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to drink Dimatap like it was, yeah, like it was a drink. Like straight up, <laughs> so good. It's funny. I'd probably still do it today if I had any diamond tap. But I don't even you know what know. diamond taps for. Coffee, maybe. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Oh, I think man. it's. uh we work. Con- <laughs> Go ahead. It's for what?
1: I was going to say. I think it's another. It's a form of pickling liquid. Um, <laughs> uh, you can dumb. try. I'm not sure how that'll play out, but yeah,
0: you can definitely try it. I think yeah. you should try it before I try it. Yeah, I'll give it uh, a shot. Yeah, dude. I meant to tell you this before we got on the podcast. This has nothing yeah. to do with podcast, nor does it have anything to do with love. Um, well, it does have something to do with – I love doing it. <laughs> uh, but it does not have anything to do with love, not yeah. one another. Yeah. But it could have something to do with – I guess it could in a long, weird, twisted way. Yeah. So we did a um, uh, a murder mystery kind of thing yeah. a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so we're like, you get all the evidence, and you play investigator, and you figure out who murdered Tons of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of addicted now. I've bought in like three or four of them. Nice. Um, And now I'm on this crusade that I'm going to write my own. So I'm halfway done.
1: Yeah, I'm going to
0: send you a copy of it, which is going to have like locks and all these other weird things that play along with it. So you can play with you and your friends to let me know if it's any good. I have a couple other friends I'll send to as well. Yeah, um, and see if there's anything to this. Yeah, if there is. I'm going to package this bad boy up and sell it to people,
1: dude. Absolutely, I'm in. I think be a blast. I'll be a, I'll be a test dummy. That sounds great, man. Nice.
0: So we'll see. So nice. podcast listeners, that might be coming soon. We'll see. Yeah, uh, that might be our first advertiser.
1: Is Josh's murder mystery? You know, but we nice. won't reveal it's that for it's it by Josh.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll keep it a secret. Dude, we'll make that it sounds sound fun. like they actually paid us for it. That sounds really fun. Dude, we are still in the midst of 1 Corinthians 13 as we're talking about this idea of love. Mm. And we're talking about this idea of love, not in the sense of, though it could play a role in this, of romantic love. We're doing this in the sense of just love in general. And Jesus told us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second command is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, so he said. If those are, the, if that's the goal, if that's what we're striving to do, as followers of Jesus, then we should probably learn something a little bit about love. And right. thankfully, Paul wrote this this chapter in the middle of um, these leadership verses um, or chapters in First Corinthians that mm-hmm. love is, and okay. he starts it with simply that love is. And he says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not Proud. Love does not dishonor others and it's not self seeking. It's not easily angered, keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never, never fails. fails and we spent a handful of episodes if, if you just found us we've started at love is patient we kind of worked your way up to this point mm-hmm. and you can always go back and, and check those out uh, but love does not dishonor others and it is not self-seeking is where we start today and i just burped as i was talking i tried to hide it <laughs> i don't know if i did but it uh, tasted like sushi because uh, that's what i had for lunch today
1: that's great well you sounded good good and you hit it well and uh you know there was there was a slight pause in your reading but you you covered it man nobody even knew nice yeah good it was solid
0: well they know now right but let's uh let's dive into love does not dishonor others and kind of talk about that concept there before we're jumping into the next one though they probably go hand in hand and that's why we put them together but
1: yeah, I was thinking about this uh just a little bit and like this the idea of not dishonoring others. Um like I was thinking about what it means to honor others and what in one of our episodes in the last 3 weeks I think we we kind of talked about that example of like the um when you walk into a wedding don't sit yourself at the head of the table um to where the guest the the uh, host has to like dishonor you and say, actually, there's somebody more important. Actually, that's the bride's uh, father's chair or whatever and kick you down the table. But it says, you know, live, live so that you take the lowly seat and the guests can honor you in front of others and bring you up to to a place of honor. Um, So I was just thinking about that. Like the, I think one thing, especially, you know, I don't know if it's unique to men and women or women or just all of us. But um, man, if you dishonor somebody, uh, you are, you're in trouble. Like you're not gonna, you know, might not be in trouble, but you're not going to win any friends through dishonoring people. Like we, we have a bunch of friends mutually and we joke around with each other, but we don't, dishonor one another we don't say like no 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 you suck and here's why Um, or you're really bad and here's why or i want to embarrass you in front of your wife or your family or your you know other friends no it's like we joke around but it's very very different than dishonoring each other i feel like that's a more harsh infraction to dishonor someone Um, and i think it takes probably being intentional to choose to dishonor someone so that's just yeah. kind of two cents on it.
0: What do you think? Yeah, and to kind of take that a little bit further. So the the term dishonor, um, as it's translated, at least in the NIV, um, that's what we're reading from. I don't know what it's translated to in other versions. We can look. But um, actually, it has a little bit more specific meaning than just dishonor. Um, it actually means to not dishonor others by being pushy um, or to... Another way to say the same is love doesn't dishonor others by forcing themselves on others. Um, and I think that's an important distinction uh, yeah. in, in trying to figure out how do we actually live this out? Because you, you think of honor and you're like, well, what does honor mean to, mm-hmm. I mean, to just put them, put them up and, and tell them how awesome they are. And, you know, yeah. when they do great things to share those great things, like what does honor look like? And I, I think this is a, a better definition of it of mm-hmm. you no know, honor. I don't dishonor others by forcing myself on them. Um, not like forcing yourself physically. Right. <laughs> like, right. Y- you know, y- I would assume as you listen, like you understand what that means, like to, to right. force oneself of, to, to use your influence, power, whatever, to manipulate, to get what you want or mm-hmm. to control conversation with certain mm-hmm. mannerisms or, um, uh, emotion or, Attitude, Like there's a variety of ways to force yourself on others and you know, these people too, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is one of the reasons I don't want to be described as an eight. Cause I don't like most eights. I meet because eight. yeah, I any because yeah, any eights, uh, because this is a, a, a usually a, a pretty large portion of their personality if they're not controlling yeah. it um is they're going to force themselves on others to get really to get their own way. Like that's where it comes from. Um, yeah, like it's a it's a self seeking methodology yeah. or mindset is probably a better way to say it. And I think that's where it's coming from. Um they're just trying to protect themselves and in protecting yourself you're trying to self seek about yourself. Like yeah. it's just how you protect. But um so I think that's part of it too. But yeah, it's that pushiness. It's um can I um can I portray a strong attitude or a strong position yeah. to get what I want? Can I, um, convict them? Can I, there's a variety of different ways to to manipulate, yeah. to get that, that outcome.
1: So speaking of eights and dishonor through being pushy, um, by the time you listen to this, the election will be either done or will be like really close to that day. Cause we're, I think two yeah. weeks ahead. Um, but as you were talking about that, a question came up. I was like, I wonder if Trump is an eight, you know, like an unhealthy eight. Um, uh, I kind of yeah. think so. Um, but he's got a lot of characteristics of that. But I was also thinking, yes. um, like in that la- in the first debate, the first of probably two total. It looks like there's going to be one this Thursday. But um, remember where, I don't know if you watched it or not, but there was a moment where um, Joe Biden was talking about his son but he was talking about a son who had passed away, who was like in the military and Trump like kind of dishonored him um, or, or just like breezed over it. He was like, no, no, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about your other son and was like, it just really came off bad to a lot of people. And uh, there were a lot of people who like felt disrespected by that um, through being in the military and through being military parents and everything. And I was just thinking like, that's, that might be a good example I wish I had like the exact quotes of what was said, but that might be a kind of a good example of like being dishonoring through being pushy, like for your own means is maybe that or just politics in general, if we're being real, um, being pushy kind of for your own good. Like I'm going to put somebody else down, uh, so that I look good or I look powerful or I look in control or just so that they look bad. I'm going to dishonor them being yeah. pushy in front of everybody else so that they look yeah. bad, you know. And yeah. uh, I guess the tricky thing is when I think about not the tricky thing, but I just wonder what how you think this fits into it. But like Jesus, uh, was you know God incarnate, um, and and he was pretty pushy and pretty dishonoring to like the religious authorities of the day, the Pharisees, um, often, um, in the Bible, like he would kind of dishonor them, and he would dishonor them in front of people, calling them, like, whitewashed tombs, like you're, you know, you look good on the outside, but you're dead and decaying on the inside, whitewashed tomb, Um, like, calling them stuff like that, like you're a pit of vipers, a den of thieves, all that, like, uh, so I guess what's the line, or what do you think, how do you think we interpret that, like, love doesn't dishonor, Um, and then Jesus' is kind of example of, like, intentionally being cool with dishonoring the Pharisees or at least knocking them down a few notches.
0: Yeah. um, I I think part of it is truth is truth. Um, So with Jesus examples with the Pharisees, like he wasn't dishonoring those individuals specifically. He was uh, essentially attacking mistruth or lies. Um, he was saying, this is what you're doing. This isn't true. This is how it mm-hmm. should be. And he was making correction statements. Um, I don't think they became, they may have been come across as I was, a, they, he was like to the individual that he was talking with to, that he was attacking them. But um, I don't think that was the intention. I, I yeah. think the other part of this is we're not Jesus. It's <laughs> <That's> uh, true. <laughs> so that's true. So there's a, there's a there's some things that he's capable of doing because he's, well, he's God uh, that we're just, we don't have the, the wisdom or the know-how and how to appropriately accomplish it. So I think it's probably better to just say, stay on the safe side um, and choose to not like, here's, here's the sticky part for me. So if I disagree Mm
1: -hmm.
0: from a theological standpoint on what you're coming, like what you're doing, um, like I have this need inside me to correct the behavior because I think it's wrong. Now I'm not necessarily going to correct the behavior with you. I might just correct the behavior with the people around you because <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't right. want to change. Right. Um, but I'm going to say something, and I think saying something's okay um, if you don't want to listen. Um, but it's a it's a delicate, slippery slope. That's kind of what I'm getting at, Mm -hmm. because that can easily become I'm now dishonoring you. Um, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm just um, going to to throw mud as as quick as I possibly can, because I'm in the right and you're in the wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's not going to do any good. So it really comes down to if if I wanted, say, say I fundamentally disagreed with something. About you, Andrew, that you Mm -hmm. said, did, whatever. And I thought it was theologically incorrect. Um, I thought it was against Jesus and his gospel. Um, I guess the question becomes, do I love you enough to have a conversation with you Hmm. to dig into it? Um, If you don't want to listen, do I love you enough to have a conversation with you and with someone else that we both know and loves you as well? um, So we can dig into it. Um, If we can't come to terms on it and there's a reasonable, um, your position has a, a reason. Like it's reasonable to have that position. Mm-hmm. I might think it's wrong, but others can look at it and say, I can theologically land. Like see how he landed there. Um, then it's probably something we let go. We just move on. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to slander you this and that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the sticky part comes in of what if no one is looking at this saying, yeah, you don't have any theological ground. Um, anyone that has like, you can always, I don't say that to say this like, you can always find people that will agree with you. (laughs) That's not hard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you can, you can surround yourself with people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty easy to do. Um, but, but theologians or the current, you know, stance on these things, nobody lands on the side that you're on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah and you don't want to make a difference, then we get into this weird ground that would be really, really hard to navigate well. Hmm. So I'm correcting those that may be listening to you um, just so they hear the other side of it. But doing that in such a way that I'm not pushing myself on you on hmm. them. I'm not using my weight, my authority to get my way yeah. or even to change their mind. My goal is just to let them hear something else.
1: Trying to inform um, them so, of a yeah, different so it's
0: Yeah. And you get into weird ground. So like, say you had this view and your wife was falling in and I'm like, man, she's believing this view and they're headed down to, to this cult. Mm -hmm. Do I say something to your wife? I don't know. In all honesty, uh, that's a, you know, crazy relationship. That is crazy. Yeah. Right now, if we had a mutual friend and we have plenty of them, but if we had a mutual friend and that mutual friend was leaning towards going down this cult direction that you're headed or whatever it is do I have the ability to say something to them? I think I do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I would take that chance and I would say, Hey, I know, I know this is what Andrew's been saying and I'm not trying to change your mind necessarily though. If you do, I'm not opposed to that. Um, but I do just want you to hear the other yeah. side of the story or the yeah. other side of the situation mm-hmm. or the other s- theological idea, um, inside yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, and, so I, and it all comes back to self-seeking, right? Like mm. it's that dishonor yeah. others for my own, my own benefit. Am I doing this just to be right? Yeah. Am I doing this so more, pe- more people are on my side? Those are all yeah. wrong reasons. Those right. are, I would argue sinful. Right. Um, am I doing it because I genuinely care about you? I genuinely care about our mutual friend. Um, I'm trying, I honestly believe that this is headed somewhere um, that it is going to be hard to come back from. And that's really the thing like is if it's something that doesn't matter who cares move yeah. on Yeah. Like if it's a if it's not an issue that's going to have a destructive aspect to your life yeah. and especially like if it's not a destructive in a big way who mm-hmm. cares let them make whatever decisions they yeah. want it's their life they yeah. they have a relationship with Jesus too Jesus mm-hmm. speaks to them just like he speaks to me like go ahead i yeah. could be wrong um but if it's going down a path, you're like, man, this is going to lead to some destruction that it's going to be pretty hard to come back from. Yeah. Um, then yeah, you're going to get more involved because mm-hmm. you genuinely, but I think it's motives. You got to keep testing your motives. And I think we've said yeah. this a lot over these whole things. It's motives. Like, is it just to be right? Is it to protect myself? Is it right? Do I get benefit out of this? Then you're wrong. 100% you're probably in the wrong. I and mean, you've got to get, and this is why friends are so important. Like yeah. people that love Jesus and love you in that order and having them around you are so important because you're, you're not going to see things the right way all the time. That's just the reality. we, none of us do, um, so we need those people to be around us that have a fair amount of influence with us to correct us when we're moving down the wrong paths. Yeah. Like that's why Christian community was built the way that it was built is we need these people around us to speak to us. Now, they're not doing it from a controlling perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is extremely important to point out, yeah. right? Like manipulation, control, um, trying to make somebody make a decision, like right. we don't have the ability to do any of those things, right? Um, I shouldn't say it that way. We shouldn't be doing any of those things. Yeah. You may have the skill sets to do those things, right. but you shouldn't be practicing right. with those things, yeah. Um, so there's that piece of it too of like mm-hmm. if that's the methodology you're using, you're 100% wrong. I don't care because like sin's reaching from us, some other sin, we're not gonna play all those games. Yeah. Um, you don't get to control people or manipulate people because you're you think your way is right, um, like that's not love. That's yeah. putting your, that's pushing yourself. That's putting, forcing them, your, yourself on them. Right. Like that's not okay. Uh, yeah. And I think that's where we get into, and maybe that's a better way to describe all this. We've said all of this and maybe that's yeah. the answer. Yeah. Of, maybe that is a methodology um, of like, am I trying to control this person? Well, like that's, that's not my place. Yeah. Um, and even with, with, you know, I think like, you know, my nephews are here right now, nine and, eight. I think that's right. My brother and sister-in-law listen. So I assume I'll get a text message and correct me if um, I got their ages (laughs) wrong. Uh, But uh, like I I think of, of their parents, like controlling their kids is not the goal. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like that's not how you raise children. That's not how you lead them um, and not, you know, put extra weight or burden on them. That's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Um, No, you do it through conversation and redirection and um, not manipulation. Um, Yeah you know, as and yeah. that changes as they get older but like so there's that piece of it too of like what what are you trying to do? what's your methodology? I think it's gonna say a lot about whether or not you're dishonoring
1: yeah yeah person. and that what's your motive is really important, you know because uh like I uh <laughs> I was just gonna make a, jo- a joke I was trying to say uh, in some cheeky way, do you want to join my call cheeky. Um, some cheeky
0: way. No, um, um, I'm going to pause for a second, and I want to hear your cheeky way of trying to convince me to be a cool. <laughs> No, I don't have one. I told I'm you, curious. man, I'm way
1: underslept today, so I'm not feeling. if well, you come uh, up with a cheeky, cheeky? way?
0: Yeah, uh, um, I I'll, pitch it. I'll a text pitch it to you later, later today. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't have a cult, just so you know, if you're listening. And just so you know, I'm gonna Josh. Google.
0: I'm um, going to Google. What <laughs> Andrew Hanna cult. Um, no, I... That's what you called it? Dude, let me Andrew Hanna Let my branding company help you <laughs> brand better if you're going to launch a cult.
1: That's hilarious. Listen, I have a branding company. Your call needs some help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> We're gonna this, re-brand is, this is our tagline <laughs> for
0: Birch designs to plug myself here. Just for a second. Yes. Uh, our tagline is we build, we help you build brands that people like to talk about when you're not in the room. Ooh. I don't know if I stole ooh, that from somebody, ooh. but it's good. That, that is like, good. I like that. That's so good. Uh, and, and I've been using had, for a long time.
1: If I had a call, I would probably be uh, calling you up and saying, Hey, I want people I talking should. about it when I'm not in the room. As long as they're it's saying, crazy be things. Like,
0: <laughs> "You're always looking for ways to make extra money, right?" Mm-hmm. Because it
1: just yeah, seems like
0: what you're supposed to do. Right? Life, life's easier when you get more money. Uh, and I've always done design things on the side. I haven't. I've worked with some companies, mm-hmm. but most of the time, nonprofits, churches, uh, nonprofits and churches suck. Let's just start there uh, as a freelance <laughs> designer because they don't want to pay you money. They don't think you're worth it. That's fine. Let them go to somebody else. I don't work with churches and nonprofits anymore. Uh, I only work with businesses. And let me tell you, the amount of money that I've made in the last twelve months—like, awesome. we're we're well over we're well over half of what I make in my actual job at this Dude, point. Dude, that's salary. what's up. That's what's uh, up. And we still got a few more months left, so who knows what's going to land before the end of the year? But that's awesome. I say all that to say this. <laughs> If you
1: need branding help for your cult, you can call Josh. Yeah, that's really that's really it. Burstdesigns.com.
0: Burstdesigns. Um, we uh, 100% will, uh, will help you out. Um, if you're looking for a deal, I not your guy. Don't call. Don't call. Um, yeah, if you're looking, um, you, if you're like, hey, my budget's $1,000, I'm not your guy. Yeah. Um, Sorry, oh, man. there's other guys that's out there. Funny. You can you get a logo made for you really cheap if that's all you want. Yeah, um, that's right. But yeah, no. building brands, building brands is an art form, man. Yeah, and it's fun. So let's it's talk true. about let's talk about some names, some ideas of of your cult. <laughs> um, like what do you, like what do you want your what do you want your your cultists? Is that the word to feel
1: like no, what do you want when they think through. of
0: you? What do you want? What do you want? No, them we're, to the,
1: we're the we're uh, the we're the truthers. Uh, the truther cult. Where we just we have an angle on everything that's more true than anybody else, you know, like we get it. Oh, that's a good angle. We really understand it. Everybody else keeps missing stuff, you know? Um, (laughs)
0: I'm not a part of your cult. I'm
1: thinking like a pyramid with like an eye. No, 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 no. No.
0: (laughs) No. That's already been used. (laughs) We gotta think of something new. But I'm telling you, your message, like there's something to your message, I think. Uh, I, th- I think people are gonna be into. Yeah. I like, gotta be a little bit more they like to feel and that they're, cheeky. Y- yeah, more cheeky. We'll have to figure out how to make your brand cheeky. Right, right, right. Um how do we work that in? But no, I think there's something too. I think there's definitely a part of humanity that likes to be right over another part. Yeah. So I think you might I, I, man, think, I think, a think a couple you really people might, might nail it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk off, here pretty quick. We'll talk off air, but I'm thinking. So start truthers, with
0: Truthers.org uh, <laughs> is is where you want to visit. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start uh, with and t-shirts as we and back, work
1: my way towards a compound. Uh, is all I'm saying.
0: Oh, a so, compound. So that's the end goal. Yeah, That's yeah. the compound. Uh, yeah, that's well, yeah, that's the middle truth-er, goal. Truth-er. That's the middle goal. Truther Nation. Yeah. Oh, and then you're taking over the country. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: I'm going to try to be like the Mormons. Just get get a whole state that's just my... Oh. Yeah, I got my Which state would you low. go for? Come Which on, do you think you fit uh, the best in? South Dakota is what I'm thinking, probably. South um, Dakota, okay. You know, so, there's a lot of funny, funny stuff going on in South Dakota, so you never know. There's stuff going on everywhere in the world today. That's right. Oh man, that is a super uh, truthers.com long. Truthers.com <laughs> is
0: not resolving. I'm <laughs> sorry, truthers.org is not resolving. So, we'll dude, see. I'm not gonna. We'll see not if gonna, it's available as we. I'm not
1: gonna fake start a cult. <laughs> Money. I've always because that feels this is nothing to do with our
0: conversation today. It's super manipulative, <laughs> um, but I've always wanted to have a secret society,
1: dude. Like I, there's something like great about secret societies. We just want to
0: leave li- like it secret. Yes. Yeah, just saying. Seems yes. like a lot of fun. Like secret tattoos, secret yes. handshakes. Yeah. Um. Really, just so there's people that are in and people that are out. Like I'm just trying to draw lines in the sand, dude. Do you remember? Really, all I'm doing.
1: Uh, i I I love. Uh, me too man at youth group or youth camp like this was like five years ago on our our winter retreat we did that game where everybody the whole idea mm-hmm. was unity at the end but the I whole idea was cry. you you secretly give like bracelets to people and everybody who yeah. really gets in gets the bracelet you made um, somebody
0: cry with that because um, the whole thing was shoot. that everybody had there was a every- saying there was a saying that you would say to know who was in and who was out um, I love hot dogs and then they were to spawn with only on a boat And that's how you knew they were in.
1: Uh, That's funny. uh, Uh,
0: Yeah. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. I I still think I stand by that idea. I think it was actually Danae's idea, um, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. So we'll give her credit for a great idea. But the point of the illustration, and it ran all weekend, but yeah, and it ended with a, a, a message, and we talked about it. Yeah. But the point of the illustration was, um, like, look how, look how your influence spreads. So mm-hmm. like this person brought in this person and then these people brought in these people. And that was the point of it. like, we're trying to show, Hey, you've got to do something for the gospel to take root. You got to do something for the God, but look at the impact you can have with such a small conversation. Yeah. So that's the, that was the illustration. And we're great. And even the crying girl, like it was sad that she cried, especially in who it was. She's so sweet. Yeah. But at the same time, it proved the point. Yeah. Like here is your, like it was a great additional illustration of like, here is so-and-so crying right here because nobody brought her in. Yeah. Like nobody told her that what the good news, no one told her what, what Jesus did and what he can bring to your life. Like yeah. no one did. And this is, you're going to have people just like this as we stand before. Je- like that was the point of the illustration. Yeah. But yeah, we made, we made a girl cry because nobody brought her in. <laughs> and in the moment I was like, this could not have worked better. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> after the fact you're like, I am such an ass that I created this situation for these things to happen. No joke. So we're coming back from camp years later. This yeah. girl is now a senior in high school or just graduated high school, something like that. And in our, in our van, we just started sharing like things we admire about other people in the van, like yeah. t- typical church thing to do. Cause that doesn't yeah. happen in most situations. Right. And we're sharing this and that. And that was one of the things I shared with her was like, I don't know if you remember this. I assume you do because it's probably on your counseling bill. Uh, I would assume if not yet, it will be. <laughs> it but me and like, yeah, you, yeah. you wanted so bad to be in the group and the group has screwed you over and over and over again and hasn't brought you into the, in the fold. And I'm so sorry for that. Mm. But the resiliency had to keep coming back. Mm. I admire, um, and I'm proud of you for, yeah. so yeah. It, you know. it did full circle, even though I made a girl cry. It was They're probably good not and bad. the only girl I made cry. Let's be honest, or yeah. boy for that matter.
1: But you know, uh, like the whole the whole idea of dishonoring others. There's like the I just think that example maybe maybe fits actually in this discussion because, like that was an unintentional thing, and you you felt bad about it. I'm sure a lot of people did, um, and you tried to rectify it. Right, you brought it back around. You I'm sure apologized. Nearly in the moment, I would um, hope so. I and then didn't, you know, to tried to resolve it, but I think the dishonoring others like that, it it would be that chance. Like we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about how like the your words have the power of life and death tied to them. The Bible talks about it a lot. James talks about it a lot. Whereas like your your the tongue is like a rudder of a ship you know it's like a match that can spark a forest fire it's a big deal you know and it and it can be used for really good things or really bad things and um i just think like even that example with that girl who was left out and who who the whole group didn't influence when they told everybody else she was the only one not in the secret society i think there was
0: other ones too i'm not sure but
1: Ah, she's one of the only maybe the one of the only anyway um the whole thing like in that moment where it came back around and you were talking about it again, the dishonoring Man, it feels thing. so
0: bad now for her. I'm sorry. You're talking like 60, 70, 80 people. I don't <sighs> know how that that
1: it was at that time. It was a big group. And, you then, were,
0: and you're sitting there not knowing what everyone else is talking about. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how miserable. But the I'm dishonoring
1: so thing would be to bring that back around a year later, a week later in front of that same group of people who was all in and she was out and be like, hey, remember when nobody wanted to recruit you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there's the there's that like that stab like in the just gut you know like that's or the yeah. chest like that is yeah. like that's the chance to like really wound somebody or to yeah. like elevate somebody of where you complimented the resilience and you know i'm sure apologize probably five more times in the moment but like there's that chance to like really elevate somebody or just shut them down you know and yeah. I, I think that's the severity of like why love doesn't dishonor maybe is because it's it's just like you can really deal out life or death in those moments, you know, and you gotta you gotta recognize that like, I don't know, you're a leader, man. And and I I'm a leader naturally. And people look to whatever we say with some level it has some level of influence. Like with the people that we can influence it has influence on them. So um I don't know. There's a they way shouldn't. There's a <laughs> yeah, there's a weight oh, that comes with that, space. though, of like, I can really deal out life and death, and I can really yeah. push somebody towards Jesus, or I can really make them think about that crappy thing I said to them that dishonored them every time they think about Jesus, and they'll never step towards Jesus again. You know, like that, yeah. it, you can really deal out life and death with your words. So, in a, in a weird tangent of a way, I think that example might might fit well uh in this where dishonoring is like just a harsh blow you know um can be a harsh blow so that's maybe why love doesn't dishonor oh and there's
0: there's plenty of stories like that in my life of things i've (laughs) done i was not honoring (laughs) by any sense of the imagination with people and yeah um there's a kid in the youth group when i was in the youth group that we paraded around the worship center duct taped to a chair um in the middle of the night and the kid never came back um,
1: that was well, when you were in like youth really. group, right? Like that not, was when I was with group. I wasn't when you a leader. A youth I was, leader. You I was like were a freshman in high school.
0: Yeah. 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 I was 100% ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's plenty of, in it, I, you know, going back to this motive idea, like as you evaluate your actions, like what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? And are your actions? Um, cause let, let me, let me, oh, we'll paint it this way. Um, Uh, you have a friend, this friend is, is headed down roads that, that worry you, um, that you're seeing destruction starting to cause and and sin starting to take root. And you're just, you're, you're concerned about the dude. Um, so you figure, Hey, I'm going to get this person to change his ways. Um, and really the end goal is what matters the most is that he stops and he changes his ways. So I choose to manipulate. I choose to get other people against him. I, I choose to share things about him that I shouldn't be sharing with people um, because it's a conversation me and him had in, in confidence. It wasn't designed to be shared with it. But I use those things to manipulate his behavior, to control his behavior, to get him to do what I want. Um, and eventually he decides to do what I want. Um, now look at it from his perspective of, sure, he's doing what I want and Maybe to some extent, he's thankful um, that you got him to make these decisions, but there's been a lot of damage done. Um, You don't get to control and manipulate people. You don't get to dishonor people and push on them um, and there not be damage done. So like, there's always going to be that barrier between me and him until it's dealt with and and we work through it. Um, But I've done a fair amount of damage in that moment and or in those moments that are going to. Like they're going to cause riff and division. That's just reality. Cause that's what it's going to do. Um, and is it worth it? Sure. He's not moving down this path anymore, but like I have no influence with the guy anymore. Like I've destroyed it all. Um, sure. We got what we wanted. He turned from his ways, but was at the end goal. And this is where like, when you start to get into, um, some of the verses that, that Paul lays out, We often like to focus on the things that give us the right to be an ass, right? We're going to, we're going to kick you out of the fellowship because we've tried and tried and tried and nothing's changed. And now it's time to just throw you out. We get so quickly to that end goal uh, a lot faster than I think Paul intended us to get there. Sure. Someone that's living in direct violation of the gospel and living in direct violation of who God has called us to be. Yes. At some point you're going to have to sever ties, Um, because for the sake of, of the community moving forward, you've got to, but that is 100% the last option. You should have tried every other option that is not manipulative or controlling to get to that point. You should try to love him deeply and well, um, to help them understand. Here's my position. This is where I'm coming from. This is what I think Jesus has said about this, um, in deep love. And if I don't, then like, yeah, that's going to cause, that's going to cause destruction and I'm not going to, we're not going to get to one, but I think we so quickly jumped to, well, Paul gave me the right to do this. Sure. As a 100% last option, the early church wasn't throwing people out every day. It wasn't a thing <laughs> like nowhere in scripture. You're going to find that. We have a couple examples where it happened, but it wasn't the norm. Um, but we treat it as the norm. If we're going to draw a line in the sand, you're out, we're in um, like, it's just all that stuff. So I, I think, I, I get the other side of this of like, well, this is what Paul said. Sure. It is what Paul said, but Paul said it in a pers- in a very specific way of like, this is and last result, not as a tool in the toolbox. I'm <laughs> um, like, this is, I've tried everything else. Nothing's getting us there. Um, and now something has to be, and it's not a decision made by yourself either. Right. Like there should be a decision right. made in community of,
1: yeah, there should, a and you chain. should be the only one trying to have
0: conversations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a whole chain of responsibility around that. And it's like church punishment. You know, it's not, uh, it's not church discipline. Yeah. It's not supposed to be used all the time. It's like kind of a last It is a last resort essentially.
0: But, and if you're using it as a tool of control, you're 100% in sin period. Yeah. I don't care if you are the guy in charge. Truth. Truth.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's, I think when we abuse stuff like that, whether it be church discipline or reading a small chunk of scripture, and t- starting a cult around it, the truthers, we have a corner on the truth. Uh, we know the truth better than everybody else. Dude, you
0: know? good tagline.
1: <laughs> we have the, the corner on the truth. We have the corner on the truth. I think
0: I think that can sell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm I just you. need a Bible verse that the, backs that up. That yeah, has I'll start like building some the brand. Stuff I'll send you
0: some worksheets. I need your worksheets. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: No, I, uh, um, man, I, sorry, I just got a text that distracted me. But I don't know. I um, I think when we take a corner on something and, and manipulate it, Uh, when we take a corner of scripture, a little chunk of scripture or an idea like the church discipline thing, and then we manipulate it and make that a core piece of what we do. And like, that's, that kind of becomes our gospel. Then we're
0: no longer honoring others. We are 100% dishonoring. I was going to say we're we're
1: dishonoring God. Um, not, not only others, like you just, you start off and you're like, okay, from the, the core of what i've made my identity about is something that yeah. dishonors god so of course you can't yeah. honor people well you know um i'm not saying join the truthers so that you always have the perfect truth but, but think about if it
0: if you want the perfect um, truth <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, not no but i'm just saying like if you're not at least going from the motive of what does the lord think about these things what does god think about yeah church discipline? How does it apply to this scenario? What does God think about yeah. how I react or how I treat the people around me um, or how I live yeah. out love that, that reflects his character. Like if you're not yeah. genuinely pursuing God in those things, then, you know, you're probably going to struggle with dishonoring people and maybe dishonoring God at some point. So, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I just think about about we just early like, on in the pot, in the podcast, like if you can't love them well, and I'm talking sacrificially well. I'm going to genuinely put your interests, what you're thinking above myself and what I'm thinking. Then you're not the person to have those conversations with people. Like you can't get there. You're not going to be li- able to live out one this, this part of the verse, but you're not going to be able to live out any of these verses. If you're not going to choose to love, like you don't get to correct people. Um, if you can't love that person, then you have no right to open your mouth about that person. Um, I'm sorry. Um, and this is probably something I've learned in a couple of years of like, I always felt like if you had the truth and you had the right, then you had 100%. Like everything was on your side and you got to do whatever you wanted because truth is on your side. And that's just not true. Like we're called to love, our neighbor. And if I'm not loving my neighbor and I can't love my neighbor, I don't have a right to correct my neighbor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the heart of this whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah. The heart of it is like, I can do all things, I can do great things, but if I don't have love in it, yeah. then it's not worth that's doing, true. you know? Um, that's that's true. the through line, is this is this is how to love, and this is why love matters, because it does, <laughs> you know? That's good. So, yeah, man, that's good stuff. I didn't, uh, I- I'm surprised we got there, but I feel like that was... Helpful to me to process like what is dishonor and why is it love? Not something. Why does love not dishonor? You know, I think that's yeah. pretty awesome.
0: Um, but even tag on to that, Andrew, like what you said earlier, um, I'm, I'm just going to read those verses cause I, th- I think it's, it's important, um, but this is the beginning of, of those verses. So the verses we read started verse f- four, love is patient, but this comes before that says, if we speak in tongues of men's or of, of, or of the angels and do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries, all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor, if I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I have not, I have not loved. I gain nothing. I think Paul is being extremely clear. What you do doesn't matter. (laughs) No matter how great your gifts are, they don't matter. I don't care if you're a great prophet. I don't care if you're a great preacher. I don't care if you're extremely generous. I don't care. I don't care. He's saying it doesn't matter. If you do not have love, you do all those things in vain. If you do not have love, all those things don't matter. If you do not have love, he says you are nothing. Um, Love is the key to this all. Like that's the secret sauce to make this all work is how do I love Jesus more? How do I deepen my relationship with Jesus more? And how do I love those around me in a deeper, more sacrificial way, putting them before myself? And that's why we're going through these verses.
1: That's right. That's right. That's a good word, man. And uh, if I could leave you with one final thought, I heard a verse today that uh, encouraged me a lot and probably perked my ears up because it's it has stand firm in there and that's one of the things that god has spoke to me in the past but at the towards the end of first corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 um therefore my dear brothers and sisters stand firm let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the lord because you know that you your labor in the lord is not in vain um just want to share that to you, man, and remind myself of that, and remind anybody listening of that, because I know it's easy to go through kind of normal life, whether you're in ministry or you're not in ministry, or you're a parent or a student or whatever. It's easy to go through your normal day as a Jesus follower and feel like what I'm doing is not making a difference. What I'm yep. dedicating my myself to, and like if you're trying to apply these things of loving people well. It's easy to still get discouraged and think that's not mattering. Oh, for sure. But um, but remember, the work that you are doing is not in vain. Uh, so always yep. always press on in it. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I got, man. Yep. But thank it's you for the uh, thank you for this You're awesome make
0: a conversation. conversation. Yeah. You're definitely making a difference if we're choosing to love those around us well. Yeah. Uh, hey, we were planning. In all honesty, uh, to get to this next section of love is not self-seeking, yeah. but let's be honest, uh, we're at our limit. Uh, you're probably sick of listening to us and, um, <laughs> we're just going to push us off until the next episode. And so next week we'll talk about love is not self-seeking uh, we may hit it. Just, just here's, yeah. here's our thoughts on it. Yeah. And then move to the next one. Cause I've been looking forward to the next one. Yes. Love is slow to anger. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, anger is a trigger for me. Um, bothers the hell out of me. Uh, so I think that one's going to be a fun one to dig into. But hey, Andrew, it's good to see you, my friend.
1: It's good to see you, man. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other
0: people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you.